Los Nachos Amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers, a podcast in which four dudes share music with each other and share their thoughts and feelings. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan, here with me to share our feelings together in this circle. Uh, we've got Brett. Hot dunk. We've got Patrick. Hi. And we've got Drew. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, we're here to talk about music uh, and discuss and things like that. Uh, the provider of the music, provider of the album this week is me. I'm providing an album for us this week. Uh, it's kind of like I'm giving you the other, the, uh, I'm letting you. Uh, the Lena on your choose your adventure books you kind of like make a choice and then you kind of hold your finger in the book so you can go back in case you know things went wrong uh things went fine when we did our adventure but this is goes back to when i asked you guys to choose between uh uh danny temporarily and adam brody if unless i'm completely mistaken uh of course danny temporarily got us uh uh polaris's uh adventures of pete and pete soundtrack uh Adam Brody uh gets us this. Uh this is Phantom Planet, uh the guest. And there would be a particular track that would connect the two for very obvious reasons, uh, which we'll get to in, in a couple blocks from now. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. Here we come. <laughs> uh driving down the one oh one. Uh <laughs> we're driving down the US mm-hmm. one, the beer down here in South Florida. Uh, I want to make a Florida version. Florida. Right, There'd be a uh, lot more cocaine in your version, but all right. I, I, I don't know. Wired up. It's, it'd be <laughs> Have more you been up-tempo. to California? <laughs> eh, fair enough. Yeah. Point taken. It's on a coast. And it's next to Mexico, so yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not saying those two things are conducive to coke, but it yeah, doesn't yeah. hurt. Hey, having ports of entry. <laughs> yeah and land a combination of ports of entry and land access <laughs> uh all right but yeah let's talk about this album uh it is a very interesting album. let's talk about expectations uh i'll go with uh brett brett what were your expectations coming into this album uh if if you were to ask me name the genre that phantom planet would be in I, I don't I don't know that I could I, I did not attach a name to the band that made the song for that show that I didn't watch uh, and uh, I did not know the other things that they did or that that wasn't just a that that one song that I had heard of theirs was not created in a laboratory yes. for television like I, I was unaware that uh, that of any parts of this including like you know happening upon the fact that you know all things were 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 kept in pace by the the deft hands of jason schwartzman but uh you know i'd like all of this stuff came to me as quite a shock it was it was very distressing yes (laughs) very Uh, distressing uh patrick what were your expectations coming in uh literal literally everything brad said yeah i had heard one song on this (laughs) album uh, not not through watching a show, but just because like literally you couldn't escape that song for a minute. Uh, but I had no idea who it was by, and I had never heard anything else they'd ever done. So, mm-hmm. coming in uh, blind here. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? My expectations were a little bit more informed than our other two hosts. Um, yeah, so, for me, I, I've always been, like, adjacent to this genre, I guess. This, like, sort of power poppy weirdness. Like, if you look at, like, related artists, there are bands there that I frequently listen to. Um, but it's always been that band was like, eh, I'll get back to that. Uh, I know I should listen to them, but I'll get back to it. Like I knew a couple of tracks, um, two of them on this album, oddly enough, uh, because they were put everywhere. Um, but besides that, it was something that I always meant to get back to because everything of theirs that I heard was kind of cool and I wanted to dive in. So this was a good excuse for me at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. This album is, is cool. It's very much a, a like I said, it's our early two thousands power pop. Uh, it it kind of falls into a very, uh, very that genre and and connects it very well. Uh, this album, I think for me, the main thing I picked it was because it was a. It, it's one of those uh, that uh, I can indulge myself into uh, because uh, and we all indulge ourselves into some more than others uh, on the show of like just the nostalgia trip. Uh, which is this album was an album I had on CD and I, and was one of the CDs that I would take with me uh, to listen to while I was going to to uh, college. Uh, <laughs> I was going to school uh, and I would I would I would take the train and I would listen to this album because it was only the one of the couple of CDs that I would carry around. Uh, and it was it, this is a cool album. Uh, it's a fun album. There's a lot of catchiness going on. There's there's a lot of centered around kind of very power pop, power pop catchiness pop tune style. Uh, they're centered around uh, Alex Greenwald's kind of vocals and his like his his you know some some a lot of keyboard present, uh, like piano stuff and things like that. There's a lot of like strummy guitars, a lot of strumminess. Uh, but overall, it's it's a fun record that's pretty catchy, pretty uh, cool songs, fun lyrics. Single, uh, there's fun songs to sing along to. Um, I'll let you guys describe it a little bit better. I'm, I've never been the one to describe albums really well. Uh, Brett, how would you describe them? Describe this album musically. Musically. Uh, well, th- this is a pretty well produced album. Uh, it's uh, the in 2002. In the era of this album, the 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 recording style du jour was uh, was recording all forms of alt rock as lo-fi as possible, with as few things going on. Very simple, not a lot of layering of of stuff. That this album does 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 a little bit of that, but like that there are track the tracks are laid out, the layers, the voicing, uh, every everything is is put together with care, and it kind of shows. Um, and in a in a way that like there's there's no rough edges there's no like slightly underbent strings there's no like dropped vocal notes there's no like you, you can't tell like this is almost music that was created in a laboratory quality like you, you they did not have a bad take that they left in in any of the many many different instruments that they use in all songs like Every song I was listening for, like, well, there's like, there's like an electric piano in there somewhere that somebody's just pounding on for like 
only two or three beats and and like just it's not there the whole song it's just somebody's like at this point needs something to fatten it up or to add weight to it or add some emotion um and uh yeah they it was really put together in a way that was not amateur uh this was definitely put together by someone who knew who who had the the funds and the time to do it correctly um and the fact that there were no really dropped vocal uh issues with as much harmonizing um is not trivial especially with the the vocal style um which does not lead itself to being the the easiest thing to hit every note when you're singing a lot of notes while holding yeah it, it's 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 not the easiest of singing styles to hit um the instrumentation won't melt your face off but it's not that kind of album um it, this is pretty wonder bread vanilla white people rock i mean it's it's lyrically you're not going to read the the lyrics in in a poetry book but uh this is very safe inoffensive adult rock radio approved sounds that that uh that it doesn't have really high high points but it also doesn't have low points at all it sort of just is it is inoffensive and uh it does what's advertised um, you know, and of like its contemporaries expect piano strings and, and other tricks to add weight and emotion to the slow jams, but it really ticks off a lot of the, the boxes for a turn of the millennium, uh, not quite left the nineties sound, but have the, the feel of a turn of the millennium sort of album. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? Uh, power pop is one of those genres that has changed a ton in, in terms of what gets thrown under it, depending on what decade it is and what part of the world you're from. So, like, lumping the, this, this very much fits into late 90s, early 2000s American power pop, the all American rejects of the world, uh, and you know, 40 other bands. But it's, it's, it's poppy rock music, it's very polished it's not like like brett said it's not trying to do like the lo-fi thing that was going on at the same time like that like white stripes or the strokes were doing this is you know very very cleanly recorded it isn't i I wouldn't call it adventurous music it doesn't it doesn't do anything crazy or wild it's it's well uh, well put together and like well played um but I feel like, and PD sort of alluded to this, for him, this is nostalgia. This is just something that, like, takes him back to a time and place. And I feel like if if this was a thing that you listened to at this time, you probably enjoyed the hell out of it. But, you know, here, 15 years later, there's other music from this era I enjoyed more. But I can see, like, it's one of those where, like, you respect it for what it is and for the, the quality that that you know the quality of the musicianship which is you know good i mean this nothing's bad about this record but like it didn't move me emotionally which is something i often want music to do it's either got to move me from a technical perspective like you know progressive rock might or from an emotional perspective like you know all the dumb emo shit i listen to and this didn't do that but also like hey jason schwartzman's a totally competent drummer i did not know that until today not just you know, star of random Wes Anderson films. Yeah, or he, and, uh, he's and also good things. in them. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, movie. yeah. 
he but was also he was, good at drumming, which yeah, but also like totally competent drummer and like a reasonably successful band. Yeah, whoever's putting this album together would not have put up with him. Not like they they got everything they needed out of him, which mm-hmm. is impressive. And at this point, like he wasn't anything but the kid from Rushmore, basically. Yeah, which was you know not the most successful of Wes Anderson's films, and Man. like many of them appreciated more now than they were when they were new. I was gonna say, but it was good though. It was good. Oh, I'm was not saying, great. but I'm saying it's more appreciated now that everyone loves Wes. Wes Anderson, then... then Wait a minute, what? He was in... Oh, Slackers came out in 2002, so he was not yet the guy from Slackers that had a doll made out of hair. So, okay. This was was before... Just slightly before Slackers. Before him and Devin Sawa, another great (laughs) actor of the era, uh, teamed up together for a great cinematic experience. Holy cow. Wow. Okay, I'm done Googling stuff. Okay. Wait, Jay- I forgot Jason Segel. Oh my man! Yeah, that, I, I saw pictures. That's a weird and... movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's not. Let's, let's, yeah. Uh, before we get into that tangent, uh, next week on Slacker Breakers. <laughs> Slacker what? Breakers. No, we, well, we'll could that, that for... could then be confused with with the Richard Richard Linklater Slacker film with no S, which is about how Austin was cooler twenty years ago. Yes. <laughs> Nah. Right. Uh, 30 years ago. God damn. You, Patrick, you don't get to be Austin hipster. You just moved there. Uh, <laughs> I, know. I know. I just, I, I was, I was. Jeff Ramsey is a problem, he, man. A guy like Jeff Ramsey, he could, he could be uh, Austin oh, hipster. I, yeah. could, I, you, I'm, I'm just, just, I'm referring to the movie Slacker because it, it is the definitive Austin was cooler X years ago film. Yeah. All right, uh, but moving on. Uh, Drew, what would be the theme elements that caught your attention on this album? Well, I, I, I guess I'm going to like this a bit more than the other two folks. Um, no, the the album, like Brett said, was really well put together. Um, whenever, for some reason, the like sort of indie power pop thing, like that alt rock scene got really mired in that. Like we're going to put lo-fi on it because that will make us sound like we're raw and we're doing it independent and we're punk rock or whatever. And it's like, that never did anything for me. I think it's lame. Um, and this costs less. It costs less to do that too. And the record industry was not doing so hot in the early two thousands. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but it was like it was like a cheap maneuver, right? It was an easy cheap maneuver. And to to strum it that idea, whereas like these guys went for it. They were like, Alright, we're gonna we're gonna sit in the studio, we're going to make something that sounds good, we're gonna make something we're proud of, and I can respect that, um, knowing how hard that is. Um the weird thing about that and about this and about like this sort of era of alternative rock is that like you get those things that you know because they were like the theme song from the OC is on an alternative rock record like that's weird right like that doesn't compute but like all of it sounds very pretty um there are like pieces of this compositionally that like it gave me sort of that weird like almost bluesy vibe to it in spots and that was weird 
Like, it was something, like, these things were not things I was expecting on this record at any given point. And it, it was a fun uh, record from that standpoint. It's something that I'm going to be happy to put in my rotation. I'm the guy still listening to the format and something corporate, though, so don't take my word for it on all of those type of things. Like, I listen to, like, music that's probably... Like, way past its prime, but, like, I don't know. There's something cool about this record and about the band that, I like, I'm going to keep diving into. Yeah, there's, there's there's so much to like about this uh, uh, this album and its its style. Uh, and, yeah, when we get into songs, there's the there's the obvious song to pick. There's, you know, we'll do the record breakers thing. And, uh, yeah, the, the theme songs to the OC uh, being... Uh, California, uh, song about California. Uh, I mean, it, it, and it's it's very well known, very prominent. It has that that piano uh, playing, has that very very memorable uh, piano part right at the beginning, and and you know, the refrain and whatnot. Uh, but it's still a really cool, fun song to sing along to, and it makes a fantastic opening theme song to a TV show. Uh, a TV show that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Shock! The the I think you had had a lot of stock in what UPN the 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 CW uh, all of the Warner Brothers Network uh, between Gilmore your yeah Gilmore I'm, Girls I, and the OC. yeah I, oh god yeah yeah uh, <laughs> fucking Adam Brody moving you know when when uh, when uh, Adam Brody yes. left the Gilmore Girls. Uh, when Dave Rogalski went to college in California, uh, because he got Adam Brody got cast in, in the OC, I was a little bothered. But then I watched the OC and I enjoyed it. Were you were you also into like the reality shows that they tried to make that were like that? Like they no. tried to shoot it like the OC. <laughs> okay, no. I was gonna say. I was like, you were I, also I, a Laguna Beach fan. I was going to leave. No, no, no. I, I liked clever. I liked. Clever writing and fun characters, and that's why I like the OC. That makes sense. That it makes fun. sense. Fun. It was like I also like the OC. I I liked the first season of the OC and the last season of the OC. That middle part where it got really soapy, eh, especially the third season was terrible. I celebrated Marissa dying. <laughs> I I was like. We can't Marissa talk Cooper. about slackers. You can't talk about TV shows. We talked about Marissa Cooper record. turned over in that car and she was dead. And then they played Hallelujah. I'm like, yes, Hallelujah. Um, all about Taylor. Uh, but yeah, talk about some songs. Uh, <laughs> and then transitions over to uh, an even fun, more fun peppy song, like Always on My Mind. And it's like, it's one of those songs that is perfect for like, me in the early 2000s me being like a 18 19 year old uh kid uh with wild crushes you know uh left and right uh and it spoke to me in so many ways uh and it's just a fun catchy song uh it is pretty straightforward uh lyrically it's pretty straightforward as, as far as it is musically but it's still well made and fun uh, and then, like, there's there's shifts in mood with, like, even kind of more more songs like Turn, Smile, Shift, Repeat. 
for for something interesting especially it starts out very kind of like uh in a different mood setting and then kind of crescendos up and later in the song and it works really well um brett what would be some of the key tracks for you well i i have to say the the this album starts off very strong um with things that are memorable <laughs> that like uh i, I I, I made the, uh, hey, 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 I, I called my wife over and I was like, I'm going to play you a song and I'm going to let you guess which person brought this to a, to the table. And, uh, yeah. It, and California is a song that, uh, is quite certainly a vanilla ass alternative strum rock song, but it's a very, very well put together. One of those, um, there, there's a reason why that is leaps and bounds better than anything I will ever create musically and, and enjoyed by way more people. Uh, I, I did find that, uh, the song always on my mind, uh, did some things that, that, that really shocked me. Like, you know, at, at some points it does sort of have a little bit of lo-fi sound, just like, a they had a very compressed and overdriven guitar and electric piano that, uh, that was, a little bit on that 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 sounded contemporary to what else was going on at the time not completely like feedbacking or recorded in like a metal tube um but uh, there are other times that it was so uh, overproduced with so many different layers it, it, it was it, it was it was really great um it, it was something that you couldn't have just slapped together in a garage studio in 2002 uh, and then a mandolin solo popped in um which you know i cool i i mean i as a proponent of mandolins everywhere uh it, it was kind of fun to like actually have somebody pull off it was it's it's not melt your face bluegrass but uh it it, it fit well and surprisingly fits well with the the themes and and the sound they were going for and uh in our darkest hour uh this was where the you got the vocalizing of the era uh this was the oversung vocals with the overly loud inhales in between words. Um, you might have remembered that from such hits as The Strokes. Um, or uh, I-, I was going to say it was Jordan Pundick syndrome because uh, New Found Glory's first like three albums had tons of that. Yeah, and, and you know it's it it's a style. I mean, it, but it's definitely something that it, it does not stay throughout the whole album. Um, it was, it was for this. It's, it's a way it's, it's along with putting a cello on a slow ch- song. It, it, it adds emotion to it and it, it, it makes it, uh, a little bit more than it would be otherwise. Um, it, the, the song has a very mid nineties feel, um, almost like, uh, the, after the, the death of grunge, uh, when people were still wanting to make music and, and where, uh, clothes they found at Salvation Army, but they didn't know exactly what to do and they didn't know how to play butt rock yet. Um, that sort of era of, of, of strum alt rock. But uh, it, 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 you know, it, it very much has the, the feel of a turning of, a, of an era. Um, and I, I, listening to this album as a whole gave me the, that was a time and a place where people didn't actually know where the music industry was going to go or how the you know, making songs was going to sound because everything had just the internet had opened up every subgenre to directly target their fans, having a widely successful wide reach album. 
like this this was one of probably the last era of those big albums that everybody could get at every store and every shopping mall. Um, so it, it, it sort of hung with me like that. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, can't not talk about the opening track, California. Um, this is like, like I think Brad's like, this is a really well put together song of its era. It sounds exactly like the early 2000s, but I don't think it's a bad example. Like it's, if you're, if you're going to look for, for, you know, what was going on in sort of this, you know, power pop, late alt rock kind of thing, this is what was going on. Uh, it has a really like some really nice bass work in it which i didn't expect but it was nice to like like there was stuff going on that was not just we're not just playing the root note and i always appreciate that um but uh the the vocals are a little edge of whiny but not like my kind of whiny vocals <laughs> but uh you know it, it's it's a song that like you remember, no, this was pretty good. Now that said, by the end of today, I was getting a little sick of it, but that's also because it's the first track, so every time you listen to it, you listen to the album, you pretty much hear it. So it's one of those. Too much of maybe a good thing. Always on my mind, not the one by Willie Nelson. Uh, it's, it it's was Snoop Dogg in that one? No, sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, it's a, this is a, no, actually a pretty over. fun song. I, I enjoyed it. It's... Um, it's it's pretty good, and that's that's I guess the way I would describe it. And then, uh, wishing well gets really ambitious with uh, orchestral uh, additions to it, like an orchestral accompaniment and uh, like strings and horns and stuff. And it's a little too much, but like I'm kind of okay with it because at least like they went for it. They're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get real, uh, we're gonna get real extreme here, and we're just gonna add all of the extra instruments and like it kind of came out. Okay. All uh, of them. Yes. All of them. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, well, I think by law we have to go over California. Um, just cause well, one, it's the first track. So therefore it's the record breakers thing Two, It's the hit song. So like you kind of want to talk about the hit song when you're reviewing an album, right? Um, and three, it's a it, heck of a large yeah, state. Beach it's Patrol can't go Hulk rules without talking Beach Patrol. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it was it was one of those songs that was everywhere, like for a hot minute, like, and for good reason. I feel like it was a catchy song. Um, it was a fun song. Yeah, it it kind of became like a paint by numbers sort of feel to it. Um, but it was something that like when it came on the radio, like, and you're like, all right, this is a good song. Um, until it got like overplayed in that area. I'm looking at the plain white tees for some of that too. Um, wow. Cause that <laughs> definitely happened. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, Brett. No, I, I just, that's a, I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> hey there, Brett. What's it like in Indianapolis? All right. Yes. <laughs> so, um, our dog, our darkest hour. Um, I really like that because like, I'm a sucker for playing with a dynamic in a song. And I feel like the contrast between the verse and the chorus in that song was pretty drastic in a pretty cool way. Um, and pretty abrupt. Like usually 
between a verse and a chorus, there's a little bit of a dip, almost like you were going over a bridge. Um, sort of something to connect the two, right? But there's... Huh. it, Yeah, weird. <laughs> weird how that works out. Uh, it's almost like there's words for that. Hmm. Um, but this was like, this was verse, and then like the chorus was there. And then the verse was back. And it was, it was jarring, but it was really, like, I dug it. Um, I understand that's probably not for everybody, but like, I thought it was kind of cool. You ain't gotta um, apologize for nothing to nobody. You want to think this is groovy? Is groovy. I can sit there and groove on it. Um, and then something is wrong. Um, in the in the reissues, there are a couple more tracks, but this was the original like actual ending. Um, and it's sort of a weird way to end it to me, but in a good way because it was. It sort of just was this like slow soothing sort of track right at the end, which I think was kind of neat. Um, yeah. I think that's a neat way to end the record. There's there's the argument that I've made before that, like, leave them wanting more, leave them wanting to hit repeat, but there's also something to say of, like, yeah, no, that album was alright, and just leaving it at that. Yeah. <laughs> like a complete album. It was just a complete experience. Like a complete sandwich. It's good bread, all the meat you need, and all the cheeses, and all the vegetables, and another piece Corn of Corned beef, rye bread. I love cheese. Mayonnaise. Swiss cheese. Oh, dear God. Sauerkraut. Yeah. No, sorry. I just saw local news. I don't want to. Oh, I thought you were going to have beef with Reuben sandwiches, and I was going <laughs> to, you are going to have to throw down. No, nope. I, like, I, I like just a, looked I like over. Reuben sandwich. I, I just looked over, and apparently a bunch of uh, Zippy, the mascot from the University of Akron, a, apparently a bunch of costumes got stolen. Oh, <laughs> at least I have an alibi. I was on the yeah. Record Breakers podcast when the yeah. news hit. Uh, I'm yeah. coming for you, Rubber Ducks <laughs> mascot. Oh my god! Hey, they're about to throw the hammer down. Don't don't mess with them. Um, that being said. Uh, good luck to those people in their zippy costumes. <laughs> really? Um, I don't know. Back to sandwiches or back back to back to music. Uh, a, mid, a midnight sandwich, a medianoche is, is is a good one. You know, with the ham and the turkey and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, let's bring it back around the horn. Talk about some con- con- conclusive thoughts. On this album, uh, Brett, what would be your conclusion on this album? Well, I this is a decent album. It's it's not the deepest album. There's not going to be a 20 minute song about flying into a black hole, but that's not what you come to this album for. If you want straight up, uh, like alt rock, that like genre bending, almost straight pop, almost adult contemporary, this is a place to look. If you're into that. This is another place to look. Uh, it's something that flew completely under my radar. I was not really time and place. That wasn't probably where I was going to for music, but it, it was an okay time to, you know, now going back, looking at this, it sort of uh, puts me in a time and a place. It was, it is not a bad experience. If you enjoy anything like this, maybe head on to your library and check it out in the compact disc section. Yes. <laughs> Multimedia. Yes. Uh, 
Patrick, what would be your conclusion? Um, it, it the album is what it is. It's a it's a thing from a time that I didn't connect with. Um, but like it wasn't bad. Like I can't I can't like sit here and tell say anything all that negative about this album other than my own personal inability to to become emotionally invested in it. Uh, so uh, go listen to it maybe and see if you enjoy it and. I don't know, maybe watch the OC if you're into that sort of thing. I never have. I don't know if it's good, but, you know, people seem to like it for a while. It's an interesting uh, journey of a show. It, it, yeah. it, it gets the PD seal of approval, which means it's got PD seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. Well, like, I'll, I'll, I'll stand with PD on Gilmore Girls being a pretty darn good show. I don't know if I'm as high on it as him, but it's, it's, it's pretty entertaining. I don't know about this oh, one. Yeah. I'm not even going to start on Gilmore Girls or the re- <laughs> or the re- reboot. <laughs> but this is this is all right. It's not my thing, but you know, it's an album. Go listen to it. You won't die. I assure you. Well, if you die, I mean, it won't be because of the yes, album. It yeah, will be exactly. extenuating circumstances. Maybe maybe like maybe the the your CD player will like shoot it out way too fast and will like slit your throat. Uh, <laughs> uh, like that movie with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, <laughs> that I yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wish I knew the name of it. Okay. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusion? Um, like I like I sort of gave away in the B block. Ooh, uh, the B block, I guess, was that I actually really enjoyed the record. Um, it's probably going to be something that I personally am going to go back into. I don't have the hey, this is a guilty nostalgia trip thing. Again, um, my guilty nostalgia trips are usually saved for things like the Deftones, I guess. But this is something that current, I will be able to say, like, hey, like, maybe I should put, like, in my, like, I'm relaxing, trying to get some work done sort of music, Phantom Planet may very quickly find its way into that. Um, I dig it. I think it's very, very catchy. Yeah, um, I can see where some will say, like, yeah, it's, you can tell, like, they really focus more on production than a lot, but, oh, I dig that sort of thing. Yeah, The movie was called I Come in Peace, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, and Space Aliens with Drugs, with CDs that kill people. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, somebody out there really wanted to know what that Dolph Lundgren movie was. Yeah. So, uh, what was it again? It was uh, "I Come in Peace." I come in peace. Um, C O M E, right? Yes. You change that to another spelling, that turns into a totally different sort of movie. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, all right. My conclusion on this uh, record is that. If you, We're all if you, my I just drove that right into the gutter because I am. I started it by asking result. if it was spelled C O M E. I I teed it up for you. You're the one who knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I straight manned it. Uh, I do what I must because I can. Uh, we do what we must because we can. Uh, for all the, all the people uh that are still alive. Uh, yeah. My conclusion uh is that if if Eight years have passed. Uh, you should acknowledge that in your writing. 
Oh wait, no. That I'm sorry. I I, I said I wasn't gonna get into the Gilmore Girls uh, reboot. Uh, my conclusion on this <laughs> album. <laughs> Don't just grab the script you had lying around and just put it in some front of somebody's place. Uh, my make conclusion- on Gilmore yep. Breakers. Yep. My my conclusion is that this is yeah this is this is not a a a world breaking uh, all time great, uh, but it is a fun record from a particular time and place. Uh, well done, well made, and super fun and catchy. Uh, it is not a bad time to spell spend forty two minutes of your of your day, you know, chilling out, listening to some music of a certain era. Uh, it, it is there's a lot to like about the the musicianship and about the about the the catchiness and the pop the poppiness of it all. Uh, and and if you like the OC, you'll you'll get to listen to a theme song again, but the whole thing, not just like the part that gets enough to, time to show who's on the show. But the whole thing, both verses and the choruses. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, I think overall you should ch- check it out, especially if you dug early two thousands power pop, late nineties early two thousand power pop sound, songs and styles and sounds. But yeah, those, that's our conclusion on on this album. Now we get to the the main event of the evening. You get to high crew reviews. Uh, we get we get to our high crew reviews. Uh, we sum it all up in poetic form. Let's start. Let's start with Brett. Brett, what is your haiku? Schwartzman's got the beat that make the booty go clap. Super Nintendo. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Patrick, what is your haiku? <laughs> that song from that show, Holy Unremarkable, and Jason Schwartzman. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? A band I missed. Going back was exciting. California. Uh... Yeah. uh California. Uh, now my haiku. Uh, PD's Nostalgia is a great power pop ride and songs to sing to. Uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it all up. Now we get to, now, now that we have our haikus, I'll let you know that you can, of course, find this album on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. Uh, play along at home, follow along, do your homework, uh, do, do the thing, uh, on that Spotify playlist, uh, well, we know it it definitely is there, uh, is next week's record, uh, not that we already know what next week's record is, oh, wait, what, what, uh, is going to be provided by Patrick, Patrick, what is, what do you, what do you got for us next week? I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> so uh in the early 2000s uh, I was listening to something different than PD. I was listening to a band from uh from Denmark called The Necromantics and their album Dead Girls Don't Cry. Mm-hmm. We getting psychobilly up in here. Boy howdy. Yes. <laughs> Boy howdy. 
Uh, look forward to that next week, but that's next week, and this is this week. And you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HibbityBearBird, H-I-B-B-I-2-I-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Juicer4X, and something really good happened in Cleveland sports uh, just now. Uh, I'm Petey Rave. Go Browns. I want to win by 60. <laughs> Sorry. He gets one cool. championship, and now he's getting greedy. Yeah, shows... I want another one. You know why? Because I don't want Golden State to win any ever. Ah! For for record also, breakers, record also this is the, the time frame. This is the Boston game. Sorry. Uh, number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Record breakers. Uh, Rebellion.net for this and other shows. Uh, Rebellion TV on YouTube and and a couple other places. Follow along, subscribe, like, share, give us reviews, comment. Um, I'm try to if, if you do comment, I'll try to be good about replying to people. Uh, tell your mom. Tell your congressman. Uh, That's right. About record breakers. <laughs> uh, tell, tell tell your local uh, file with the FCC. Yes. Uh, tell 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 your local business. I, I don't know. Uh, tell your better business bureau. Consult to them. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, do the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. you have enjoyed this program <laughs> like how is she still just back to like, Hot sleeping with logan but she already turned down that ultimatum like it's like i understand you weren't involved with season seven but you should at least acknowledge that it happened same